Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your host, Chris, and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. And remember, you can follow the show on Twitter at Liftoff Jets. You can follow Sharman at GrownFolk1980. You can follow myself at CP7NY. You can also find our show wherever you find your episode, uh, your podcast at Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. And you can also find us on Sportswire Radio at sportsanarium.com backslash player. You can follow the station manager there, Thomas Bryce, at Thomas Bryce 2017, for all the scheduling of all the other great shows. So, Charmin, a couple more weeks, man. A couple more weeks. I mean, <laughs> the couple more weeks till the most exciting season a Jets fan has had in a long time. Oh, yeah. And uh, we welcome it, man. We We welcome it with open arms, man. Because uh, you know, Chris and I, by ourselves, <laughs> have suffered through multi a multitude of opening days where it was not fun, and a couple where we were actually in the stadium. So um, yeah, that's that's we we can't wait for a different type of energy, man, a different different team, and, and a different level of potential. Yeah, and I think Jet fans have to start embracing like how special this team can be this season, right? Like the Agreed. potential is is through the roof on this team. Like when you compare it to any teams, any of the teams out there, you could even go with the best teams, right? Say Kansas. Thank you. The Ravens, whoever you want to meet, yep. Buffalo, match them up. Go go look on your rosters. Go look at each roster, you know, on paper. This team has a potential to be just as good or better than any team in the league. And that's not exaggeration. That's not just being a Jet fan. That's just being a pure football fan looking at the rosters. Like, this mm-hmm. team loaded. And we got another big signing this week, right? We'll, we'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, but I think a Jet fans got to start embracing that, yeah, this is it. This is, this is the season we've been waiting for for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah, you have to embrace it, man. And uh, I applaud uh, the Jets front office and ownership for being as aggressive as they are, um, realizing the window um, and what it is, and and being aggressive, man, going for everything. Um, yeah, we we uh, you 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 have to. I think part of the conversation has to stem around the fact that most of the core of this team was drafted. Um, I think that's what you have to really, uh, I think that's probably the primary part of this conversation when we start talking about the Jets. I know it's, I know it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I, I understand why it is Aaron Rodgers because he's the quarterback and, and this uh, league is a passing league. And if you don't have an elite throw of the football or a good throw of the football, at least you're in trouble. Um, but I think um, you got to talk about the youth. Got to talk about the, the the fact that the front office got so many talented and high character guys um, that that really rounds out uh, a roster um, when you kind of go from player to player. You see. A, a really incredible mixture of youth and veteran type 
uh, players and also a level of world beaters, great at what they do, and guys that are really good at what they do and guys that are just good at what they do and upcom- up-and-coming players. It's it's just crazy how you this it hasn't been like this for for us Jets for Jets fans in a very long time. It's not just what we could do this year or next year. It's what it might mean for us in the long run. I think in the back of our heads as fans, we uh we're happy not because and we're elated, just not not just happy, elated <laughs> for what for what it means for all this. Talent to be here, you know, at this time. So, you know, I I think I th- that's that's my thought anyway. That's what I think about yeah. is what this team could be in the next three to four or five years. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, just looking at the defense, like we talked <laughs> about it, right? I mean, this defense is just it's just going to be ridiculous this year. I mean, if it's not, I keep saying, if it's not top three in the league. In most categories, I don't know what, you know, I, I don't, I don't, something bad must have happened because this defense is super deep. I mean, it's just, you, 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 you talk about the defensive line, how they're just going to keep pressure in the court. Like they're going to come from everywhere. Mm. I, re- I feel bad for quarterbacks this year against us because they're going to have a really bad time <laughs> um, trying, trying to get the ball off. So um, I think it's, I think it's interesting. Uh, the part that is interesting, and you know how my brain works, the part that's going to be interesting to me is how teams line up against us and what the, what their game plan is going to be. Mm-hmm. I understand one of the, I understand like last year, a lot of teams did the whole, uh, well, since you have an, an ultra aggressive front, we're going to use your aggression against you. Well, uh, with traps and stuff like that, um, trap runs and stuff like that, which was, uh, you know, was pretty was you know the Jets kind of struggled a little bit against it. Um, I think overall the Jets were about fifteenth in the NFL against the run, which in on its face you would say, well, uh, that doesn't sound good for a supposed top five defense. The problem is they never, not one time, lined up in what you would call a a, a coverage or a, a scheme that is basically made to stop the run. They were begging teams to run the ball. And they and with that, they placed 15. That makes absolutely no sense. I think I want to um, credit the Bootleg Football Podcast for, for this stat, but um, the stat goes, cover three is what teams normally call it it's something that teams would call to stop the run if if they want to protect the back end but also have enough bodies to stop the run that's something they would call the jets place lack i think the bottom four or the bottom five in the nfl in in calling on defense cover um cover three that's crazy mm-hmm. so you're telling me that that whole time all they're doing is just lining up and rushing and begging you to run the ball against them. And all they did was play, place kind of middle of the pack. As a team should have been killing them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because again, you're begging teams to run the ball. And even with that, 
teams could not be really successful against them. They were okay, but they were successful. Oh, on the other side, pass defense, top five in the NFL. That, the, that combination, in my opinion, is what makes the Jets so good. And it, it's even worse now when you think about it because you have another year in the system for a lot of players that played last year that didn't struggle but didn't have the, didn't get the snaps. Guys like Jermaine Johnson and guys like Michael Clemens, which I think not, their snap numbers are going to go up. You're going to get a fresher, fresher Carl, Carl Lawson where you don't have to have him playing the level of snaps he played last year because you could swap Clemens for Lawson. You could swap Jermaine. You know, you could. You, there's so many intricate ways you could kind of place those bodies that will allow the Jets to do the thing that things that they do best, which is basically play quarters because that's what their defense, the the, the um their coaches call the most, and. They were one of the best, one of the teams that called played quarters on defense the most. And the reason why they were is because that's what they want to do. Put four men down on the ground and just rush at you. That's it. That's incredible. It's 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 just damn near almost insane to think that's the type of def defense that they play, you know. Right. And and they're so successful at it. So I yeah it's it's crazy man I can't I you know like you said man the potential is incredible man yeah Sheesh. It's, yeah it's there and uh, it got better this week on the offensive side um, before we get into the before we get into the Jets real quick I just want to let's just talk about these two things that happened this week with the NFL Cowboys finally signed uh, Jeff Martin their all world guard. Um, so he's back in he's back in camp. I know a lot of Jet fans were hoping we would trade for him, but you know that wasn't going to happen. We don't have to really get into that. But what kind of let's what kind of a player is Zach Martin, real quick, for some people? Because I seen some trade offers there that were just ridiculous. That some Jet fans were saying that we should trade for him. Yeah, we should trade for him, but it wasn't going to happen. But what, what kind of a player is Zach Martin, and what does he mean to the Cowboys? He means everything to the Cowboys. Um, Zach Zach Martin is one of the best guards in the in in the NFL, and he's been that in a long, long time. And I I think I think some of the best offensive line people would tell you that he is the best guard in the NFL. Um, the uh the combination of of athleticism and power is almost like unheard of. The kind of things he could do. Um, playing inside the the kind of power he brings to the table, but also the kind of athleticism he displays. Um, but the, the, I think more than more than that, the fact that he's been doing it for so long at such a high level that last year when you, his play took a, a small dip, everybody was like, "Well, he's not the he's not the good he's not anymore he he's old." <laughs> no, no, he. he I'm sorry. I'm sorry to uh, burst your bubble, but this guy would have the, the Cowboys would have wouldn't let Zach Martin walk for any deal you could think of. They wouldn't because that's how great he is. Um, so he's so that that was a that was a nothing burger 
Um, anybody that thought that was something, I think you just never really followed Zach Martin's career, so you just don't know. Yeah. And I don't blame I don't blame you because God, playing God in the NFL is not the most uh, you know attractive thing. So there's not a lot of TV shows about that. No. <laughs> so. All right, that's for sure. <laughs> so, so I guess not too many people would pay attention to that, you know. So, hey, that's fine, but just recognize that you're talk you're talking about probably a future Hall of Famer. That's the level of player. Yeah, I didn't think uh, for one second the Cowboys were looking to even thinking of trading him, but um, and also the Patriots signed Zeke Elliott um, from the Cowboys. The running back. Um, what do you what, what do you think of that signing? I think it's great for what the Patriots do. Um, I think um, I think it also indicates that the Patriots are going to go back to what the Patriots do on offense, which they kind of departed from last year. Well, I can't say they departed from it. I would say that they were just calling the wrong set of plays or the wrong stuff uh, for the players they had, which would only happen if you put a special teams coach as your offensive coordinator. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know, if you if you if you have a running back that does that can't run power, why would you call power? If you have a running back that runs zone in zone and outside zone and stuff like that, you I think that's what you should call, right? Um, I'm just saying, you know. But you know. Apparently, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to argue with a Hall of Fame head coach. What do you want? I can't. I'm no. not gonna do it. You know, because I don't know enough football. This guy has knows more football in his pinky finger than me, having my whole entire brain. So I'm not. But I'm just saying, on the off chance that I could be right, that I think they have somebody like Ramondre Stevens, uh, is not the back, or. The, let me put this another way. <laughs> the Patriots offensive line is an offensive line that is incredibly athletic. What do you call for authentic offensive lines that are incredibly athletic? Zone calls. Get them on the run. That's what you do, no? You don't ask them to stand up and beat and try beating up defensive tackles all day. That's not their game. They're lighter and more athletic. So you have them on the run. That's what you do. You pull them. I, that's all I'm saying. But not. But it seems like the Patriots went away from what they what they normally do, which is basically kind of morph into what they need to do for the moment. And that offense had didn't do any of that last year, and they struggled with that. I think with, with bringing with bringing uh um what's his name? I just lost his name in my mind. Sorry. But bringing uh, former quarter, uh, former um, Cowboys quarterback, I'm um, running back in. Zeke. I think Zeke, thank you. Um, bringing Zeke but in kind of, in my opinion, demonstrates the fact that they're willing to go back to who they are. Um, so that that's the first indication, in my opinion, that that's what they want to do. So, you know, maybe because as much as I hate the Patriots, I love to see good football. So I would like the Patriots to play good football. I know they do that on defense already, but that was a horrible thing last year, especially when you when you have a second-year quarterback telling you that you're shit, telling <laughs> his coach is trash. Right. Shit, man, that is not good. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think I still think the Patriots are going to have a rough time on offense this year. I think they're going to have a tough time um, eclipsing their win total from last season. I think it's going to be a little bit less. But I know we kind of differ a little bit because, yeah. yeah. And I and listen, and I and I get it. Bill O'Brien is definitely going to make that offense better. But yes. the thing that bothers me is Mac Jones and the rest of the offense. Like, where, who's scaring you on that on that offense? I know the running game now is it's better, right? Stevenson, yeah, like him a lot. He had a really good season last year. Yet in Zeke, that's a good one-two punch. So the running game should be good. But yeah. Yeah, Mac I think I, I think I think that's just to give you an, an indication of why I think we differ a little bit. I understand why you think Mac Jones is not that good of a quarterback because you know they keep asking him to do things that he's just not good at. Again, another indication that the offensive coordinator can't do his job. But who who's me to say that? Um he he is a pretty accurate football. Um, I mean, quarterback from the pocket throwing deep down the field, right? So how many times would you ask a pretty accurate quarterback that throws the ball deep down the field? How many times you would ask him to throw the ball down the field? More times or less times? I would say less times. You would ask a, a, a pretty accurate downfield throw of the football to throw the ball less down the field? Well, just because their weapons are just not – they're just not going to be capable of getting open. But that, but that, but this is why you bring O'Brien because O'Brien is a schemer. He does what he does is find ways to get people open. So he's not going to ask guys to out just beat people. He's going to create situations to get people open. This is what I'm trying. This is what I'm trying. This is, in my opinion, this is my opinion. Once O'Brien was brought in, this is where my brain went. My brain went, okay. They're going to go back to Patriots football. They're going to do the things they do best. And they're going to lean on those things. I'm telling you that Mac Jones, one of his strengths, is throwing accurately down the field. I would let him throw the ball more often than not. I'm not saying that would be the whole game. I'm just saying that instead of whatever the percentage was, was which was pretty low, I can't remember what it was, instead of letting him throw the ball down the field really low because you know, instead of leaning on what he does well, you ask him to throw the ball intermediately better, more than low, than down the field, then you, you're taking him away from his game. You understand what I'm saying? I got you. What O'Brien, what O'Brien is going to do is going to create situations that put Mac Jones in what he does best. So then you will see a better Mac Jones. That does not mean he's going to be a world beater. I just think instead of him looking like trash like he did last year and a lot of times, you will see a more timing-based offense where he could get his back foot on the ground, get the ball out, which in his rookie season made him almost look like the second coming of Tom Brady. All right, no, this is a little blasphemous. Forgive me. But I'm just saying, he is, there is something about timing and, 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 um, and rhythm that works for him. They took that out of him last year. When they did that, he became nothing. So what O'Brien is going to do is start getting the kid back into the things that he does best. You're going to see a better quarterback. And guys, 
I, I'm, I'm sorry to remind you, but this defense ranked top three or top four in both run defense and pass defense. This is not some some okay defense or they're good somehow or they're just only good against pass. No, they're overall one of the best, if not the best defenses in the NFL. So all they need is for you to play competent football and they'll be in a lot of games all year. So I'm just, this is what, this is what people forget in my opinion about the Patriots, because I know because of the freaking, you know, mess, lack of, for lack of a better term, that was going on on the offensive side of the football, people forget how great that defense was. So, you know, again, I'm telling you, yes, we questions about that offensive line. We do. Yes, Mac Jones is not some great quarterback that's going to save that team. Agreed. But for, don't forget that they what they do best, which is defense. Again, be placing that high on both ends of the of of defensive and defensive football shows a level of prowess that we that we don't see that much of anymore. It's an old school type. They're physical. They like to run at you. They like to beat up your wide receivers. You know, they're ex extremely physical up front. And when I say physical, I mean, I don't know, man. It, just put on the tape and watch the Patriots play defense. They tell you how physical they are. All they, It's almost like it's a boxing match because that's what they do all the time. They literally ask off. They beat offenses almost to the point where they start giving up. Every linebacker, defensive ends, defensive tackles, corners, safeties, everybody just playing a level of incredibly physical defense that just tire our teams. And that's one of the reasons why they beat us in that game where, they, where we basically didn't score a touchdown. It's because they outlast us. They out-physicaled us. And then Oh yeah, you're asking a, a, a special teams um, um, that had been being beaten over and over and over again to cover at the last end. They didn't have it in, in, in them anymore. You know, and then they made that small, couple small mistakes that allowed the guy to return it for a touchdown. And that's just what they do. You know, so that's that's my feeling about the Patriots, man. I'm I'm People talk about Miami like Miami is a foregone conclusion to be a a, a a team that's gonna that's gonna make a run. I'm saying right now that I don't think people forget. I think people forgot about the Patriots. Uh, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a tough season for them. I, you know what? The Dolphins see the Dolphins could crash and burn because of the injury with two. You know, with two. Uh, because if he gets hurt. Who's their, who's their second quarterback, right? Mm. Mike White. Now, as Jet fans, we've seen them. What, what could happen with Mike White, right? Yeah, we got excited. He played that great game. He got a great game. But, yeah, overall, yeah, he's, he's not good. He's not going to be a good starting quarterback in this league. So I think the Dolphins, 
are a injury away from crashing and burning. And that's where I think the Patriots could step in. But then again, you could say that almost about Buffalo and about about us too, right? Any big injuries, yeah, we're we're in trouble, right? To yeah. the key guys. So I don't want to get into negative stuff, but <laughs> season, I I personally I don't see the the Patriots getting out of last place in in, in this division. I really do. I just okay. with, Buffalo, with the Jets. I mean, low teams that are just stacked. And I get Belichick the defense. Yeah, that defense is going to keep them in every game. That's that's why you're saying what you're saying. That defense is going to be great, right? They were great last year. They're going to be great this year. Probably top five, top ten, but they got to be elite every single game, right, to keep them in the game because that offense is just not going to score many points. It's just not. I think defenses are going to stack, you know, stack the line. They're going to try to stop the run and force Mac Jones to beat them. And until he does, until he could prove that he could do it on a weekly basis, and we haven't seen that yet, right? That's that's where we're at. Yeah, and and that and that's another that's another point, but it's kind of a nerdy point for me is is the whole the whole defense is stacking the box against the Patriots. I mean, any offensive coordinator worth his salt, not asking for a stack box. Yeah, I know. I'll question what you are as a, as an offensive coordinator because I know everybody thinks a stack box is is everything. It's not. It's not what you think it is. Because all you need is a small crease and there's nobody to stop the running back. Because once he beats, once he gets off of the second level, who? The, the middle safety? He's all the way up the middle. And a small 10-yard run could turn into a 30-something yard run in an instant. This is this and these types of things is the reason. Again, it plays into the hands of Patriots football. Stack the box against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And and again, all what I'm saying is not to, to drive home the... I'm trying to drive home the point that I think if... I'm going to put it in numbers so people will understand. I think everybody thinks the Patriots couldn't win. Their ceiling is probably about seven, eight games. I'm here to tell you that the Patriots ceiling is about... 10 games. I think they could win 10 games. And if and and that would surprise the crap about a tool from a lot of people. Because yeah. I think they will, I think that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say that they're gonna go and there's there's teams in the AFC that's that they're not gonna be. But there's team, there's teams that we think that are big chess pieces, big movers that the Patriots are gonna beat. You know what I'm saying? Because just the style of football is going to cause an issue. So, I don't know, man. I know. You know you know what I say about the Patriots. Yeah. No, I know. I, listen, you know. <laughs> but that's why I'm not totally selling out on them either because Belichick, is gonna, his defense, he could put me and you on the field and he's still going to have a really good <laughs> I, That's how good he is on defense. So, he's going to keep this team, I, I have no confidence whatsoever in Mac Jones. In that offense, yeah, in Mac Jones. Okay, that's my that. That's where I, I, you know, if I felt better about Mac Jones, yeah, I'd be with you. I'd say, you know what, yeah, with that defense, 
All they have to do is play average football with that deep, with the offense, and they'll probably be okay. You know, they'll probably be in the mix for a while. So you so you're saying you don't even think Mac Jones could play average football? That's what you're saying? No, I don't. I, I don't so. no. Okay, then, 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 then we, then, yeah, I understand where you're at, and that's it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, until I see it, you know, maybe he will this year. Maybe with maybe, hey, maybe Bill O'Brien is that good that he's going to turn Mac Jones into, you know, like a top fifteen quarterback. I don't know. I'm not saying he don't need, but he don't even need to be that. I that's the, that's I, what I'm trying to say. I think you think he needs to be that? Yeah, because we've seen it, right? We've seen bad quarterback play hold a team down, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, we're Jets. We're Jets fans. Yeah, we've seen. Sadly, we know that too well. But yes, right. sir. Listen, enough of the Patriots. We got some. Good- <laughs> so, uh, Jets signed Dalvin Cook. That was the big news that came out. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts? I know it's it seems like a lot of money, but listen, it's still Dalvin Cook, right? So we we don't we yeah we don't know the uh, the um, the real intricacies of the contract, so we don't know what that eight, what is it eight point five or eight, whatever it is, um, the contract is. We don't know exactly what it is, um, what that eight million is about. Um, I know. Um, I think a couple of my uh, um, NFL Jets friends, um, guys like Michael Nania, have been on the record saying that uh, they're not really, you know, not really with it. You know, they're not really with it because they think his talents are basically kind of comparable to some of the players that we already have in-house. But I think you there's a pattern here with the Jets um of what they've wanted all along. I think the the if you would say the um off season they had where they were trying they was trying they were searching of trying to sign or trying to talk to Odell Beckham Jr. Um I think it kind of shows you that they were out there looking for that chess piece or that piece that would take the team from, hey, these, this team is a problem to, hey, man, we got to like take these guys seriously. You know what I mean? Um, and they think that he could do that not only with uh, the fact that he could just break a small run into a touchdown, um, but also – being able to play competent run, play competent football in the first five to six games of the season, whilst Brees Hall gets slowly acclimated back into the fold. Um, I think that was that's also part of it. But I think this is I think with um, the Jets taking Hall off the pub list that yesterday, I think that also indicates that we've kind of been leaning on that a little bit too much. Um, and they really were trying to build a, a, a combination of runners that, uh, you know, um, that would f- strike fear in NFL teams' hearts because, um, with a, t- with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, a lot, one of the things that a lot of teams are going to do is basically kind of, you know, line up in a lot of zones, you know, um, allowing, 
space, you know, for the run game. Um, so that's that's what, in my opinion, it, I'm thinking of the reason why they went out and got that get get a player like Dalvin Cook, because make again, like I said, make no mistake, even if he's not the player he used to be, his superpower, which is turning a ten yard run into a forty yard run, is he still has it. And he showed it last year as part of the reason why he had so many yards. I still think that if he was the younger Dalvin Cook, he would have had at least 17, 1800 yards. Um, but there's parts of his game that just not what it used to be uh, for, for a lot of reasons. Um, I don't know if a lot of his, um, a lot of what he, what he was doing last year was because of his shoulder injury. So I, so I don't want to go too far on that. Uh, what I will say is I think an abnormal amount of drops as a running back is something that bothers me. And he fumbles the ball more often for a player of his caliber than he should. Um, so these these two things are two of the reasons why I think I, I don't want to speak for um, for everybody that were critical was critical of the move, but I think that's part of the reason why people were being critical of him. Not that they didn't think he was great, but they thought that you had young players that could kind of do the same thing. Um, because if you watch Abanikanda, uh, one of the things he could do is he's incredibly fast and uh, incredibly quick. Um, so, but I I think the seniority kind of separates them. I think yes, Abanikanda could do that, but he only he could do it within a specific realm. I think that outside zone call that he that he that they ran um, in pit. I think Cook could do that, but I think Cook is has been playing. Um, pro football for long enough that you could recall inside zone and he'll be able to, you know, call it out and understand where he's, you know, where to stick his foot, where to stick his nose, uh, which in my opinion, I th- I don't think Abanikanda has that kind of vision. He's not on that level. So there is a, a, a big plus in getting that kind of quarterback. And, and, and on a smaller note, having a veteran running back of his caliber in that room, I think kind of changes things a lot because I because there's nobody there. There's nobody that has played football as a running back as long as Cook has in that room. Not even close. So he basically, again, with if you pay attention to what the Jets are doing, it, it, there's so many interconnecting interconnecting tissue here. Pay attention to the linebacking room, right? You have the senior linebacker one of the best linebackers still in football, but then you have all these young guys that could run faster, jump higher and all that, and they get to sit down at the feet of the master and learn from him, right? You you bring in you bring in Sauce Gardner, you drafted him, right? Guess what? You pair him with a corner that had been in the league for a while and has had just started to reach his peak. So that means he'd been playing for a while, so he's, he's uncovered all these pieces of information and understanding the level of play takes to be a pro in the NFL and he was able to impart that onto an extremely talented uh, cornerback in Sauce Gardner which in my opinion quickened his growth 
Um, when you see when you see that the same way on the defensive line, you have all these grown ass men that understand how pro football is played in the trenches, and then you bring all these youth in, Jermaine Johnson and Will McDonald, and they get to learn from these guys that had been doing it for a minute, right? It's the same thing everywhere. Everywhere you pick, brought Alan Lazard over, paid him. Why? You have a budding star in Garrick Wilson that not only will be able to transfer, um, Lazard will be able to translate the Aaron Rodgers, like, speak to him or language to him, but also teach him about being a pro in the NFL and how to carry himself. So across the roster you see these transfers of uh kind of a, a, a kind of a symbiotic relationship between senior players and and youth that i think it plays i think that's part of another part of the game that i think i haven't heard anybody mention in my opinion um i might miss an interview where somebody said that but i i'm telling you i haven't heard anybody talk about the fact that the kind of uh you know impact yeah. that you know cook could have because he's played football for so long and all these guys are really young yeah no i i totally agree the, the part where i'm going to disagree or go ahead a different way is that the other guys abinacanda michael carter and um mm -hmm. and uh and knight all of them are unproven yeah they have the potential to be what what we think they will be but they have not proven that yet right mm -hmm. they're all unproven Zonovan mm -hmm. Knight came on last year at the end he had a great couple of weeks and then he kind of died out a little bit towards the end right he kind of lo lost yeah. some steam at the end Michael Carter we've seen first his rookie year looked really good second year not so good so to me they're just unproven guys Reese Hall yeah listen he's he's a star it's as simple as that we're, and we're going to see a star. May not this year may not be that that season that we're gonna that we thought we were getting last year. I think next year is going to be it. But this season, you know, he might start off a little slow, and hopefully by the end of the year, he's fully back. But we'll see. But I think just having Cook, just having a proven running back in there, adding to what you're saying, right? Not just in the room, but actually on the field. You got Dalvin Cook, proven. <laughs> Running back, three straight years, thousand yards, over a thousand yards. Yeah, he's he's not what he once was, no doubt. Right, he's twenty eight. He's got a lot of mileage on on those tires, right? Um, so, yeah, he may not be a hundred percent Dalvin Cook. Maybe he's ninety percent. Maybe he's eighty five percent now of what he was. But that's still more proven than what we have in the you know in our running back room right now. Even with Brees Hall, as 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 great as I think he's going to be. Dalvin Cook is still the most proven guy out of that bunch. And here's another thing, too. When defenses line up against us, right, when they see Zion Knight mm. back there or when they see Michael Carter back there, are they like, oh, shoot, we got to watch out for this guy. He's good. I don't know if they – I don't know if they're really – they're more in tune with Aaron Rodgers, right, obviously. Right. How you doing? They're not even worrying about the running back back there. If Dalvin Cook is behind Aaron Rodgers, lining up third down in four, and Dalvin mm. Cook is back there, 
right? Now you're thinking, whoa, they, I mean, Dalvin Cook could run in this situation. I don't, you know, like they're not terrible. Just his presence is what I'm trying to say is just his presence on the field, I think is a huge, is a huge improvement uh, over what we have, right? Over Zonovan Knight. Over, and, I'm, and I'm not putting those guys down because they just haven't proven it yet. Yeah, they've had a couple of games here and there where they flash and they're like, oh, this guy's, this kid, this kid could be good. But we've also, they're just not proven over a full season. This guy has a career. This guy's got numbers that you could say, whoa, this guy could break one, right? We've seen Dalvin Cook even last year. He's not 100%, right? But he broke off a couple of big runs last year. Um, so that that's how I look at it. To me, it's just a more proven running back in that room. A proven running back. Great point. That, that's how I look at it. Great point, man. I can't I no, I can't argue with that either. Great point. One, one more point added to what, what you're saying too is that with Aaron Rodgers, when he was back in Green Bay, he had a two, he had two really good running backs. He actually had three for one season. Mm. But think about last year. Who did he have, right? He had Aaron Jones yeah. and he also had uh, AJ, right? AJ Dillon. Mm-hmm. That's two mm-hmm. good running backs behind him. So Maybe he had a, you know, maybe he had a hand in this and said, hey, I had two good backs. Not that I'm, I'm not putting those guys down, but listen, if we get Dalvin Cook, yeah, now we're cooking. <laughs> no pun intended, but you know what I'm saying? Like maybe he had a hand in this and saying, yeah, let's, let's get this guy in. He's proven, man. He's a proven thousand-yard guy. So I, I agree with you on that. I agree. Hey, great points, man. I, can't, I couldn't say it better than me. I think it would, it would definitely – uh, in addition to what I was saying, I think you could put all you could put all these together and make a really good argument for the reasoning behind signing Cook. So, and yeah. I, right, I get it. He's not a hundred percent. You're right, absolutely hundred percent. He's not a hundred percent. You know, he's not what he once was, but he's still Dalvin Cook, right? He's still pretty good. <laughs> he's still pretty good. I wouldn't say exactly. He's, right? he's not bad yet. <laughs> he's not ready to retire. So, um, but um, and. Before we get into the preseason game, um, I just wanted to – today um, they said uh, Tipman was playing center with Rodgers, with, you know, with Rodgers quarterbacking. So is this a preview of you think Tipman starting week one? Do you think – here's another question. Is this also bringing up options where can McGovern move over to guard and then we push Tucker over to right tackle? Is that what this is going to, or do you, or am I reading too much into this? There's a plus. I'm gonna put it to you this way: if if um everybody has been trying to find, uh, this is my opinion, of course. I could be totally wrong. Everybody, all season, all off season, everybody had been talking about how great the Jets are, right? And uh, we, you gotta start. You gotta find a, a weak a, a, a weakness, right? So. We all know that there's question marks at at the offensive line. Um, but now the conversation goes, instead of talking about how great the Jets could be, for the first time in a while, everybody's like, well, look at this. This could be where they mess up. And then everybody's jumping on it. I'm piling on and piling on and piling on. I'm not saying that there is not an issue here. All I'm saying is I think people are making way too much of this. It is an issue. Fine. And let's be real. I think we've said it multiple times over the last seasons that we've recorded this show. 
Um, offensive line play is something that's down in the NFL, man. There's there's a handful of teams that could play offensive that play offensive line as an at an elite level, and that's it. And the handful is barely. I think I could probably count four on my hand. That's it. If I if and it's three, and then the one that I think they're okay. The rest is like, eh. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And there's even teams that are contenders that are questionable at offensive line. So to say to sit here and say, oh, the Jets' offensive line is suspect. Of course you're right, but isn't that like about every other team in the NFL? Most teams in the NFL have questionable offensive lines. They're just not good. Part of the reason why I'm a the Miami Dolphins offensive line is questionable. You ask any offensive line or any Dolphins, real Dolphins fan, they'll tell you. The Patriots offensive line is questionable. Ask any Patriots fan, they'll tell you. The Bills offensive line is questionable. Ask any Bills fan, they'll tell you. <laughs> I could go longer and longer and longer and I find almost any team and I'll show you. There's only a handful of teams in the NFL that have actual good offensive linemen where you could be like, that's a great line. That's not happening. The NFL, the way the NFL is now, they're suffering from that. There's a real problem with getting good to great offensive line play. So, yes, the Jets have an issue. And I'm not saying ignore it. I'm not saying sweep it under the rug. I'm just saying there's answers. And when Chris brought up, when bringing up the fact that Tipman was started, makes definitely brings up a point of how the Jets could answer their issues they're having on offense on, on their offensive line. So I so I would be way more concerned if you would tell me that there's not guys that could step up in certain positions to kind of just transition the team into a place where they could play competent offensive line. That's all. That's 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 where I'm at with that. Because I think barring any serious injuries, I think the team could play good enough offensive line to do what they want to do. They don't have to be world beaters. They don't have to be incredible. They just have to be good enough. And I think they have the people to do that. And being able to bring in Tipman and have him be able to transition into being a starter gives you flexibility to do all the things you just mentioned. And the reason why there's all that flexibility is one of the reasons why, one of the things that people don't want to talk about. There's bodies here, actual guys that can play. I'm not saying that they're so good. I'm just saying that they could do what you ask them to do at a specific level where you're not... you. You're not dying. You know what I mean? You're bleeding, but you're not dying. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say? You know, so I'm not I'm I'm not to the point where I'm like, oh, like all these people are talking about like you should trade for tackle and all this stuff. I, I swear to you, I'm not there. I'm not there. I think there I think there's answers to a lot of the questions that Jets have at offensive line. I it just they just need time. And we have time. So that's all. If you're telling me we're week five and a lot of the answers that we're seeking are not being answered, then me and you, yeah, we definitely will agree that there's, I will agree with you that there's a problem. 
But right now, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not with it. I think I think they could find ways to answer a lot of the issues they have. It, because I don't think that they have an interior offensive line issue. I really don't. The question is on the tackles. And guess what? Dwayne Brown hasn't played a snap. If a healthy Dwayne Brown walks onto this field, what are you what tell me again what your problem is? Uh, what well, is your problem? Right tackle. Right tackle. Okay. Who's that right so, tackle? Mackay Becton. He hasn't he, he, today. I think he worked with the with the starting offense for the first time. He still has to that's, stay healthy. That's fine. I agree with you, but that's one answer. Beckett, there's other guys that could, there's other guys that can play tackle. I know Michelle Michelle has been bad. I agree with you guys. I agree. I understand that Mitchell has been bad, but there's answers here. You understand me? If if you if that if the if if you have to go away from Beckton, you don't you can't start him. You know what you could do, right? You could take Tipman and start Tipman like you were just saying, and then take McGovern, kick him outside at the right guard, and take AVT and have him play right um left right tackle. No. Yeah, definitely. But this is what I'm saying. But there's no pan but there's no panic in this. No. For me, there's no reason because there's an answer. Now, if you were telling me that there's no answer at all, and the Jets are just acting like, hey man, you know, we have all we have all the answers and there's nothing we could do, then I'll be like, Yeah, this is stupid. But they have answers, not one, multiple answers, in my opinion. So I'm 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 not to the level of panic. I think the Jets will be fine. Now, again, like I said, if we're a few weeks into the league in the league season, where and then I'm seeing that they that they don't have answers to the issue, then I will agree with you. But for now, I'm fine. Yeah, I I I, I see what you're saying. The problem is with me, I, I'm not panicking. I'm just bringing up a point that yeah, right. you said we have answers. I don't think we have answers yet. We have options, right? I think we have more options. We do have options for those spots. We don't have the answers yet. So you don't think AV, but a healthy AVT playing right tackle, he's shown you that he could play at a pretty high level, no? That's an answer. No, he would be. Mago and, but Mag McGovern, McGovern has been an interior offensive lineman for a long time. I don't think he would struggle at guard. I no. think, I think, I think he, I, okay, I'm a, let me put it this way. I, I think no. I'm not saying that he's going to be. A really good guard, but I just think he could hold he'll hold his own. Yeah, I I think that that lineup could 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 work. What you just said, AVT attack a right tackle, McGovern at, at guard, right Tipman center, Tomlinson, and then obviously Dwayne Brown at left tackle. Yeah, I I think that would work. I I feel very confident in that you're saying Becton is the one that I Becton and and even Mitchell are the guys to me are again. I hate to use the word again, but unproven, right? Ben, yeah, I agree. He, he has to. He has to show he's healthy. I mean, let's get through a, yeah. a game, let alone a season. Um, and then Mitchell, like you said, Mitchell's been bad in the so far in camp, but yeah, he's been really bad. Yeah, and and that's the Chris. The craziest thing about him being that bad is the fact that when this guy started, nobody thought he could have been good at all, and he went on a run where he was playing so good that nobody thought. 
that he'd ever be bad. Then he ended up being bad again. Right, exactly. Unfortunately, he had to go to go through something, some kind of health, incredible health care, scare um, that kind of just uh, ended his season. But um, I think he has it in him, man, because against the run, he plays really well. It's the pass protection that's the problem. And a lot of the, the mistakes he's making is just like mind-numbing. It's not like he doesn't have the talent. He's he sometimes way too quick. He locks his hips a lot, shoots his hands too fast. He's he low loses his anchor because of because of his technique sometimes. And a lot of that's is stuff that could be ironed out. That's the that's the thing. I, I don't think he's such a bad tackle that you need to throw him away. I just think his technique needs to be ironed out. I think a lot of what's going on here with him is just he just needs to play his way back into round his way back into form. Again, not thinking this guy is going to be some kind of world beater, but I think he could be adequate. I really do. And the, and 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 with Beckton, what Beckton showed me in the in the in the um in the um, Carolina game is that he's not far out. He's really not. Like the level of physicality I saw, this was rookie Hector, in my opinion. So, so if you could get him to amp, like amp it up a few a few more notches, and he could and he could stay healthy doing that, you could start him. But again, like I said, as much as a, all the options that I gave you, a few of them are answers, you know. Yes, Beckton, Beckton is one I would say that's an option. I, I agree because you just don't know, you yeah. know. So, so, so all right, let me hey. ask this question. Forget about the, uh, the, the options. At what point do you think they have to set their line, right, to start, to start gaining chemistry before we uh, – well, what... Yeah, this, this, is, this is the thing. I think I – think, um... <sighs> It's chemistry. Somebody, I can't remember which player said it or which coach said it, but somebody said it in an interview sometime in a, a few weeks ago. Was talking about how I how they how the issue with chemistry at a line, playing offensive line is a little bit hyped, a little bit hyped. Um, and then the 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 proof was that if you pay attention across the league, most offensive lines don't play together all season. A lot of times. That line plays five, six, seven games together. Then they play four games without two guys. Then they play another two games together. Then they play another three games without another guy or two. They never really play the whole season together. Right. And the teams and the teams that have an offensive line that normally plays the whole season healthy, they're normally the team that in is in the Super Bowl because you that's the level of luck you need to get there. Another conversation that. Um, that I, I, I want to have at some point. But for me, you know, I think I think that um, that chemistry playing football is something, yeah, but that's needed. But is the chemistry needed just by playing ball a lot together? Or is it understanding what, if everybody has an, a high understanding of not only what we need to do, but what the teams are going to do to us or try to do to us. I think that's chemistry because if we're playing a team that loves to penetrate and we know that's what they like to do, 
all day, every day. Well, we have to have a game plan for that. Well, within the scheme that we're running, the, there's a specific game plan or multiple game plans for it, depending on what play we're calling, right? If everybody knows what that, that play is or what that answer is to the incredible penetration by that team, then that's chemistry, no? Oh, yeah, definitely. Exactly. So, so, so it's pretty nuanced. And a lot, of, a lot of people can't do nuance, man. It's like it has to be black or white. And I don't think that there's a real black or white answer when it comes to playing offensive line. I think there is, um, I think there, there is, of course, the one thing that has to be black or white is physicality. You got to have that, hands down. I think athleticism in today's NFL as an offensive line is something that's, that definitely has to be black or white. You can't, it's either you have it or you don't. Those two things. Um, but chemistry is something I think. You could, you could. I'm not saying that you cannot completely not have it, but I think you you can can have it in time play together to a certain extent, and you could also have knowledge. And I think knowledge and knowing the scheme and knowing what having the experience to understand how defenses attack you or will attack you, I think that also helps with with uh, with um, with the chemistry stuff so i think at the end of the day um melding these two things together probably strengthens the line a little bit more so what you what you trying i think that's where the jets new hire at offensive line coach with uh the former titans offensive coach can't his mind can't i can't, can't his name can't come to mind at the point i think that is what's that's one of the things that matters the most if you want to talk about something that that matters. I think that matters. His teaching style and what the scheme he's running right now um, that will aid in executing what that off that new offensive scheme that Aaron Rodgers is going to be running. I think that is the kind of chemistry that's needed. Um, and and the better understanding that this team has, especially on offensive on on the offensive line has on how to execute against different fronts, I think that will help them look like they have a ton of chemistry. So I think those things are important. Yes, yes, don't get me wrong. The bodies are important, of course. Goes without saying. Um, but like I said, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, just not, I'm just not at the point where I think this is just this mess that, oh, my God, what the Jets are gonna do now? I don't think it's that bad. I think, I think they, I think they're just not where they want to be. And that is what happens when you build a team. You're right. building a team. It's not perfect. Of course, it's not perfect. Which team is? is you know. True. So it's too early in the game to be talking about this like this is the like they got to do something now. Oh, it's over. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, take it easy for now, man. You know, let let them do their thing. I think, I think at this point we gotta just put our trust in as fans, put our trust in Joe Douglas and the coaches, and because they're what they're building here, man. Let's be real, what they're building here. <laughs> yeah, and 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 if they and if they're gonna execute that, man, all the stuff that we're crying about, they gotta do it if they're gonna be if we if they're gonna if we're gonna do. All the things we say we're gonna do as Jets fans for them, build a statue of Joe Douglas, which hey man, 
if oh. if that team wins the Super Bowl, yeah, that dude deserves a statue. But uh, <laughs> so, but yeah. I, I, all right, so so everybody, just relax. We still got <laughs> just under a month left before the season starts. So, um, yeah. But I'm I'm sure I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure things will get strained out in the next week or so. I don't think they're going to go right to the last week and be like, uh, okay, we're going to start this team. You know, this no. so, but um, uh, looking back at the game last week, anybody stuck out to you? Um, any player? Yeah, several. I mean, I, it goes without saying. I, I think everybody saw what I saw when we saw um, Jermaine Johnson. I mean, this is the Jermaine Johnson that he promised, right? Uh, I think uh, our friend Andrew uh, Golden always, um, who was always a big Jermaine Johnson fan, even before he was drafted by the Jets, always pointed out the fact that Jermaine Johnson is one of those rare offensive defensive edge players that are, that is really good at doing both things, rushing the passer and stopping the run. Um, of course, because of where he played, you saw the stopping the run thing more often than not. So you knew that he was an edge setter. You knew he was good against the run. He knew he was patient and violent when he needed to, and he could, you know, be move laterally incredibly quickly, and he could blow up players in the backfield and could take on pulling guards, all that stuff, right? Right. What you did not see a lot of is the pass rushing, the good hands, the the euro step a lot. We saw a lot, of course, because that's what. But then you started. You saw, I think, against Carolina, a lot of the technique. You know the chops and the and and the swims and all that stuff. If this kid starts putting more of that stuff in his bag, with the stuff that he already does, and you know that he's a pretty powerful, strong kid, that's an incredible player that we got. Mm-hmm. You know, that I don't know how I could describe more how potent he could be at doing what he does. Because you, when the Jets rotate, you would think that the faster guys would be only reserved for when the team, when the Jets have guys, have teams on third and 10 or third and 15, right? But you could also have a guy that has basically kind of the same speed. I'm not saying he's on the level of a, of a Will McDonald when it comes to get off, but he ain't that far off. So you so so you can't just sleep on his speed and think that he can't and you can't sleep on the bull rush because you know he's powerful so he could beat you on diff on on different dimension. Will McDonald speaking about Will McDonald again this is a rookie we're talking about. Now to paint a picture for you, this kid played basically, you know, four three four end in college. Think about what a 3-4 end does. You're playing on the inside half of a guard or the outside half of a guard. That means you're playing inside of a tackle at 243 pounds and you survived? And not only did you survive, you played well. That means as as lanky as he is and thin as you would think he looks because he's pretty tall and his arms are incredibly long, he survived playing inside the tackle between the guard and the tackle in college. And he played at a high enough level that he got caught the eye of NFL teams. 
at that position, which anybody with an with an eye for football will tell you he was he was not in his position. So now he is powerful. He plays with leverage. We know we know all that, right? But then his speed is world class. Get understand what I'm saying. He has world class speed off the edge, right? That's that. Then he has world class bend. When I say world class bend, that means when he gets to the when he he gets to beat you to the spot, right? Which then would cause your tackle to lean on him, right? So you'd say, hey, a 300-something pound tackle leaning on a 240-something pound guy while he's trying to bend around a corner, that's bad. No, 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 no. Nope, it's not bad. He is able to contort his body with weight on him like I have never seen before. You combine all these things and you have an a, the potential or a ceiling of a world-class defensive end. So I just mentioned two young guys playing on the edge that showed me that, right? Mm -hmm. Then you want to go to the linebacking, the linebacking core. And I want to shout out Zaire Barnes because the first game, Zaire Barnes did not play well. That's not what I saw second game. And I, and, and you know what? Got to shout out Luke Grant because Luke Grant had a little video breaking down a few plays of Zaire, um, Zaire Barnes. Zaire Barnes, as a linebacker, is kind of what Jeff Albrecht likes. That's his type of, type of player. The explosive sideline to sideline speed. That's what he, that's what he likes. Because basically, that's what he's been doing his whole career as a defensive coordinator, is kind of building these linebackers. Guess what? What did he, sixth round he drafted him? Something like that? Yeah. They drafted him? Yeah. Sixth round. And you go get a kid, and all you need to teach him is to be patient, right? So the first game, no patience. Shooting the gap too quickly, you know, missing tackles. Oh, yeah? Carolina game. On several occasions, incredible patience. Waiting, reading, analyzing, and breaking down what the run game was doing in front of him and getting himself in position to get tackles. That is incredible growth from game to game. Shout out to to um to Barnes in my opinion. Really love, really loved the way he played um in that game. Um I think we shouted we sh we shouted out Surratt the game before. Um now we're shouting out Barnes. There is light at the end of the tunnel for the <laughs> linebacking core. <laughs> That's a, that is definitely uh a good sign. I I, I tell you that the kid that um the kid that was returning the punts. Yes. Uh, Gibson. Uh, Gibson, yes. He might have a shot at, at being the, the six. Everybody was on Brownlee, but I don't know if Brownlee's shown yeah. enough. Brownlee has not in-game showed enough good tape, unfortunately. In practice, yes. In-game, no. Gibson has shown in-game good wide receiver play and also good return play. Yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely making a case for himself himself um there so yeah it's, it's interesting he definitely he has the speed the wiggle and uh yeah he's catching the ball so kudos to him and listen we talked about the running back position abinacanda looked really good as well mm -hmm. see the potential yeah you see why i see yeah i see the potential most definitely 
Um, I just I just think a lot of people are kind of going overboard. Um, I because potential is one thing. There there are um, intricate details in playing running back that that are kind of missing in his game at the moment. That I don't think it's a player that you will be asking. To, you're not you're not going to give him that many snaps. No. You're just not. Yeah, because his vision is just not where you want it to be for a running back. Um, there there when you're asked to hit a certain hole or um when the line is blocking for you to hit that hole and you hesitate or you hit the wrong hole it it it, it basically kind of you know breaks what the line does you know what the whole offensive play was you make it look you you kind of throw it away to do your own thing that that's not how it works um and until he could kind of fit his game into what the scheme is which takes time takes time man you know so i can't just, you know i'm not out there blaming the kid at all i think he has massive potential but yeah um for just for the moment i just i, I don't think he is where um where you would be lining him up giving him a multitude of, of snaps at all and let me ask you this question seeing zach wilson he has played well right i know it's a game mm. and all that but do you feel <laughs> more comfortable now with him being the the number two uh. <laughs> that's a great question man uh i'm still i'm still iffy about this because there's parts of his game that just won't go away and i just can't take my eyes out of um i i will say this again man i don't think zach wilson has a football knowledge issue i think zach wilson has an how do I split this? Mm. Knowing what to do is one thing, right? But but when you do knowing what to do and executing it is almost like a like almost like a mind muscle connection, and I th- it, I think he's missing that. It's it's crazy because there's times he does it and it looks so good when he does it, which is the reason why he was drafted so high. You know what I mean? But then there is sh- it short circuits once in a while and you're like, but why? I don't understand. You know, I getting to the bottom of what the reason why he loses it is the problem. You know what I mean? The indecision, because when you're playing quarterback, there can't be indecision. You have the talent to throw the ball between in into any hole you want to. You could generate all the velocity you want. You have that kind of arm talent. You have all that sidearm release, all that stuff. You could do all that stuff. But that's not what you. we need you to do. We know you could do all that. But I need you to throw the ball to this spot now. Not yesterday, not today. <laughs> Just now, right at this second. Not and that's the problem. He will not throw it there and he'll hesitate and he'll wait for a second window, which is a problem. Because then because then again the the, the character or the, the, the makeup of a play is when you do anything. Anything. It doesn't matter if it's the offensive lineman, his hand placement, his foot placement, the moment he get got off got off the snap, all that stuff is completely coordinated towards the execution of a play. And if you do not do what you're supposed to do, 
during that time, it messes up the whole play. That is one of the reasons why football is playing quarterback is such a hard thing to do. It's because it's it, you know it, the the precision of the of the of the playing that position is the is is the issue with him right now. And when once he, in my opinion, once he gets that on the control, he's good. He's right. good. Now, is he ever going to be great? I don't know. But I think getting that under control would make him fine, and then I wouldn't be sweating it. But I'm sweating it because I just don't think you want to you want to have this dude starting games right now. If something happens to Aaron Rodgers, man, I'm not gonna win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm still iffy about it. Um, but he did. But I'll I'll tell you this: I think he did make progress. There's a lot of things about his game right now that I think has changed. Because of the presence of Aaron Rodgers, most definitely, and also um, his willingness to kind of, like Robert Sala said, kind of just, uh, you know, break everything down to scratch and come back. Yeah. You know. So. Oh, I, I think, yeah. I think he's acting almost like a rookie this season. Agreed. This is his, his first year. The, those last two years, we just erased them. Like they didn't happen for him, at least. I mean, I know. Unfortunately, we we had to, you know. Uh, live through it but um yeah. <laughs> I, I think yeah I, I think this year is like a reboot for him restart and we'll see what happens and hopefully he just continues to improve and but um yeah so this week we got the Tampa Bay um that should be interesting um hopefully we'll see Beckton get some more snaps and you know a little bit more confidence with the leg with the knee I should say and Hopefully, um, you know, listen, I hope he makes it. That's the one. Ca- I, I'd, I'd love to see him be starting on, on our offensive line. He's the one guy I'm, uh, I think everybody's rooting for him just because he's gone through so much the last couple of seasons and he's worked hard to get back to where he is. Um, so we'll see what happens. But any, anything else you're, you're looking forward to in the Buck uh, game this, this weekend? Just give this kids more run, man. Let them kids play. I want to see Beckton's uh, snap count up. I want to see him start. I want to see um, all these kids that I mentioned. I want to see them keep playing. I want to see them keep growing, um, keep sh- keep flashing. Um, that that to me that's the that's gonna be the part of the game where I'm you know it's kind of interesting to me too, right? Um, that the Jets had these two practices with Carolina and only did one and canceled the other and did the same thing with the with the buck with the Bucks where they canceled they did one they are gonna have one practice and then cancel the other. That's kind of odd to me, right? Like, is that some kind of game gamesmanship? I I don't get it, you know. Yeah. But it, it yeah, there's something going on there, man. You know, no doubt. Um, listen, before we go, I just want to thank everybody. Um, don't think we don't appreciate it. We definitely appreciate all the the likes and the shares um, because we do see our numbers going up. Our our you know our listens are going up, and we know it's all because of you guys helping put out the word. You know, you're sharing it out there, and maybe you're telling a friend and like, oh, check these guys out. And listen, we really appreciate it. Um, it just kind of validates us a little bit more that you know our show is is likable. I'm not going to say we're the best, obviously, because there's so much better shows out there. 
Um, yes. We've had guys on here that are obviously better. You know, Andrew Golden, we love him, and he's a great show. Definitely watch his uh, Joe Blewett, Play Like a Jet, um, Jets X Factor. They're all great. Um, but um, but we definitely appreciate you guys checking us out every week um, and sharing. Our yeah. And yeah, because we do this. We do this because we love it. We yeah. do. We do. We talk football because we love talking football. And even if we didn't have this podcast, we still would be talking football. Chris and I would probably spend a couple a couple hours on the phone talking until one of our wives say, "Who are you on the phone with?" <laughs> like how long we've been on the phone talking. So um, that you know, we love football. This is why we do this, and we also love the fact that you guys love football as much as we do. Enough to join us. And listen when you can. Yep. Thank you again. And um, we will see you guys next week. <laughs> Take it easy.